Welcome everybody. Today, talking about the inner experience. Something very magical, but is ignored because of logic and the structured mind. But because of that, we failed to see the magic all around us. We failed, we failed to see the true inner wisdom. Of course, um, one of the logical po points that are made when talking about this is that people would make is that if you go too far inward, if you just believe your own intuitions and stuff, you can be deluded and the answer is yes. Which is why balance and wisdom is important in this situation. Uh, we'll go into that in this episode for sure. Because what I've noticed in life is that what most people do is they look outward for something. Truth, wisdom, love, sex, money, fame. Logic, frameworks, whatever it is, and ignore the inner inner journey. As a result, they be, they don't get any wisdom. They don't get true wisdom. What they get is aping wisdom. Uh, I'll go into that as well in this episode. Um, but hope you enjoy and. Well, this is a start of a new and more magical part of my journey. So, enjoy. Become aware. Become aware. Become aware. Become aware. Become aware. Become aware. So, <clears throat> what do I mean by go inward? Um, and I've talked about a few ways of doing this already in many episodes um, but there's many ways of going inward and some of them are better than others some of them not better but they're Better for one person versus, you know, another person or whatever. But there's many ways of going inward. <clears throat> uh, and I'm going to give you examples and ways of going inward and stuff like this. One way is to notice the body. Feel in inside yourself, inside your body. There's many ways of doing this, but one thing you can do is just notice your body. Feel inside of it. Could be in your head at first or whatever. 
one way that might help to do this is deep breathing. Where you go. your inner body if you focus on it long enough will bring you detachment and peace for a time at least as long as you focus on it that's one example of how what what i mean by going inward another example is listening to your intuition So, this is a bit complex because there is two basic voices in your head, in your body, within yourself. One of them is the ego, which is the louder voice, and the other is the intuition, which is softer. And so, you must listen to the softer voice, but it's not always a voice, it's more of a a feeling, not, not as an emotion, but as an, as an inner knowing of something. But that part gets tricky because... Your mind reality filters out intuition and or filters it in, but only in a certain way, based on your ideology or whatever. <clears throat> For example, if you're like a Christian or whatever, in the Intuition is pointing to a Buddhist understanding when you're looking at, you know, some kind of insight or whatever. You will filter this out because it doesn't go, it doesn't, um, it's not part of your religion and your religious understanding. It's things like this, which is why it's important to go inward. Another way of going in, which is very similar to meditation, is silence. Um, one cool thing about silence that most people miss, I think it's boring or whatever, is that you don't actually need meditation to find silence. Um... There's a bunch of cool things about silence, but uh, you don't really need meditation to find silence. It helps, but it, it's not necessarily necessary to the process. And the more silence you find and stay in every day, the less uh, 
stress you you will have unless you'll rely on the world for you know security and sustenance and the usual time type of security and stability and, and love and stuff that people look for silence is reju rejuvenating and healing and uh The best kind of f fulfillment, um, you know, the fulfillment that most people look for that's outside of themselves is often very short-lived, and they wonder why it fades very quickly, and the answer is because they're not looking inward for it. They're not looking at the silence, and they're not staying there for a minute or two, um... And there's many ways of doing this. And I've talked about this in other episodes. Another way is creativity. You know, there's many ways of creating. And some of them are, you know, many people, some people think they aren't creative because they don't write or know how to you make a good story or whatever, but you don't need to make a good story to be a good creator. Because uh, we're creating every moment. Like, when a thought happens, we have two choices. And that is to keep going with the thought or react to the thought or respond differently. Uh, you know, when, when thoughts happen to me, that are negative. If I rarely find myself focused on that thought from more than like five, ten minutes. I mean, there are times when it happens, but I do it purposefully for different reasons, which I might go into in other episodes. But um, most people can't do that for. You know, for various reasons, because they have become convinced, in a sense, by the ego that they are powerless against the ego, and that the ego is them, and all this other other crap that doesn't really help them that much. But the truth is that you're not powerless against the ego. You just need to learn how to listen to your thoughts without becoming engaged in them. Which is why, why meditation and silence is so important, because it helps you do this. It helps you distance yourself from your ego. Um, and creativity can flow from that point. One interesting thing about creativity is that when you write something after a while you may find yourself um it's it's kind of weird it's like you find yourself disappearing like the identity of you disappears there's no more critic there's no more like talk of future and past and stuff like this because you're so in, engaged in whatever it is that you're doing writing or listening to music it could be anything and is it something that you really have to force? It's just something that happens over time. Um, when doing certain things, 
that require um, more skill and attention than usual. Especially. I mean, it can happen in anything, but it usually takes, you know, that, that it usually takes more than just like listening to a song, but sometimes it can happen that way if you are getting insight after insight and kind of following into the music and stuff like this. That can ha kind of happen. But usually it requires um, <clears throat> concentration and attention. Eventually what you'll find is that all of this, all of these thoughts disappear, and the thoughts that you that that do end up coming up, come up, are related to what you're doing, and not related to anything else. And then when you, when you return back to yourself, you find those thoughts starting up again. You're like, what happened to all the, all the nice feelings and the joy? And the answer is, we. What happened is you you got out of the flow state, which is what it's called, a flow state. Some people, some people call it the zone. Um, um, what I could call it is something like ultimate creativity. That's where the greatest moments of creativity are found. And creativity is not just about writing or uh, art or music, or whatever, but it's also about, you know, regular day-to-day -day things. Ultimate, like, creativity doesn't have to be all that significant. Um, but it usually does require more skill and attention than other things. So another uh, reason going inward is more useful is, is something called, uh, you may have heard of it before, it's called love. And this kind of love that I'm talking about is what I was talking about in the last episode, about understanding fear. And this kind of love, it's much more than any other kind of love. And when one day you finally feel this type of love, you wonder what you, you've been missing your entire love life because this love is not it's not needy and it's not based on some need that the mind has. It's purely because of the love itself. Um, but what most people, when most people love, it's not, it's not because of this, it's because of the, the need of the mind. These needs that we aren't aware of because we don't go inward. And so we we have uh, we have conditional love, but this type of love 
that I'm talking about is unconditional, pure love that's beyond anything that most people know. And when you feel it, it feels uh, good. You know, not in pleasure sense, but in a dissolving of false boundaries since you know this this kind of love dissolves false boundaries between parts of yourself so you may be asking the question that but isn't it selfish to go inward wouldn't it be better to focus on the outer world and get you know, attention from others and stuff like this. And the answer is actually no for multiple reasons. You know, many people would think that going inward would be selfish um, because you know, they, they have these, law, these laws and these rules in their heads of you know, honor their family or whatever and there's nothing wrong with that but the problem is that most people are selfish anyways they don't go inward enough in some ways and don't get me wrong just because I'm saying that you're going, you go inward that you don't engage in the world and you don't live in the world and stuff like this you don't work with people and stuff it just means that the inner reality, the inner world, comes first. Because when you put your your highest value, your highest understandings first, then you can live in the world and be a little bit less selfish every day. When you do this, because what most people do is they look outward for all these things that I'm explaining here happiness, love, silent, you know, contemplation, truth, understanding. Most people don't seek silent con contemplation, but they seek truth and understanding, which is something that you can get through silent contemplation. You know, it doesn't take much silence. You know, five minutes of silence a day, or ten minutes a day of silence, five minutes in the morning and, the, and five minutes in the evening, all you have to do is to notice that in every moment and every thought, Surrounding those thoughts and even within those thoughts is silence. Try to notice this right now. You can almost visualize this silence. It may help as well to visualize that everything 
everything that you look at contains silence. Um, the way that I've explained it before is that what, what silence ultimately is, is the empty space that allows things to be. And so you can actually visualize empty space. And kind of like feel into this empty space. And what this empty space represents and feels like it's ultimately the same as silence. And the more that you do this, the less that you are attached to your thoughts. Uh, because your thoughts are seen and understood as less important. The more that you do this, the, the less your thoughts are in a sense. Um, so, most people look outward. Most people seek outwardly. And what this does, ultimately, is it creates a lack, a sense of lack. And so they seek harder and then they look harder and then they love harder and stuff like this. And But also in a very needy way. Because they're not going inward. And when they go inward, that lack kind of like disappears. After a while. Because nothing... Very little that you're doing is now feeding this lack. Something else has filled your awareness in your space. That is not lack. It's one of the reasons why that's one of the reasons why in spirituality eventually, like if you engage in it long enough, you'll notice that over you know years that all of your guilts and attachments and you know, neuroticisms and other problems that you've had from the past have lessened. And the reasons why they've lessened and, and uh, diminished in strength is because of silence. And it's because of silence and contemplation and meditation. And this creates, in a sense, more awareness inside of you. And this awareness is not full, it's not empty, you know, like people think. You know, when they think of something like silence, they think silence is empty. Because what they normally do is they look outward and they look, oh, this is not empty, this is full of stuff. Yay, I'm, I'm going get, to get, get more women, more sex, more love, whatever it is. More money. Not realizing that those things are actually empty. And so they, they realize this eventually on one, one or another level. And then their, their life becomes restless. Like, what do I have to do to get these things? And so they keep searching harder. And sometimes that leads to people searching for spirituality and... Or, and self-help and stuff like this but ultimately the truest the most 
amazing form of spirituality is the ones that go inward and then go outward once you have gone inward enough. Um, you know, it just doesn't mean that you become a monk and don't engage with the world. It just means that you focus more on the inner journey than the outer because the inner journey is more fulfilling anyways and it gives you more understanding and wisdom and love and stuff if you dare to do it. And pretty much every episode that I do in this podcast is geared towards the inner journey. Like most of the episodes have been geared towards this goal and this understanding. Um, and wisdom, ultimate wisdom, I think, ultimately boils down to understanding the inner is more powerful than the outer. And living in that and relying on this, in a sense, it's interesting, but it may feel very much like you're still relying on something at first. But the less addictions and attachments and needs that you have, the less reliant you're, you are on, these, on this inner path. But the, uh, almost contradictorily, the more that you keep going on the path, because the path is really all there is. All this outer stuff that people look for, you know, money, sex, fame. Yes, it's nice, don't get me wrong, and it can help you. But ultimately, it's empty. And it doesn't really do anything for you. It doesn't help you find wisdom, understanding. It doesn't help you to become more loving and more selfless. Which is what ultimately, you know, like Christians and others try and aspire to do. Because of Jesus and others. And the reason why is is because they're not going inward and they're not looking at themselves because it's not in their teachings and that's the problem with over relying on one source over another and it's just interesting because even in Christianity there's this inward contemplation it's it's usually only seen for mystics and other types of Christians that are mystical in nature, but it's still very much there, but is has been ignored in, in many cases. And I think the reason is because think of it this way, right? If you were to but think I think there's a couple of reasons, but one of them is it doesn't really serve the ego's agenda. It doesn't really serve capitalism's agenda. Because if you go inward, the less you're going to buy stuff. Because you realize how pointless it is. It is. 
um, ultimately, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that there's that you should stop buying stuff and everything else. You know, one of the problems that I noticed is that people who, who claim to be spiritual, they they stop buying things and they live humbly and and big and and the trades and stuff like this. But it's not because of the inner journey necessarily, but it's because of their uh, mimicking, in a sense, the inner journey. It's not real for them because they're not truly inward enough. It's more of an ego thing. And that's one of the traps of spirituality is that you can become convinced that you're spiritual because you stop buying all these things. But that's not spirituality, ultimately. Ultimately, what spirituality is, is going inward to spirit. And that does not require you to sell all your positions. I mean, you can if you want. There's something wrong with it, but there's no need for it. All it requires is going inward. And going meta as well. Although going meta is kind of ignored and, and not really seen as much as it could be. But I think it's starting to increase in understanding and popularity, which is good for everybody. But we're still very in the infant stages of this stuff, really, when it comes to going meta. I guess pretty deep. When you go meta too, because you you really start to realize the it's almost like an infinite circularity of ideas. You know, you can go meta and meta, 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 meta for like ever, and you still wouldn't really go meta enough. It's infinite. You know, there's been, been there's been religion and religious teachings and understandings that have said that God is infinite, infinite, and this is what they what they're what ultimately it's meant is that if you look at reality and if you look at just one thing. Could be a table, it could be your hand or whatever. There's an infinite amount of things within this one thing. You know, it's full of atoms. It has certain features, not just fingers, but like, you know, maybe it's, it, it you know, bends and, and all these other things. And so one part of your body, your finger, is infinite in scope and detail if you look deep enough. And in, some, in the same way, the same thing is kind of true for ourselves and the world. Um, it's really quite interesting to me but anyways so going outer going outward without going inward is like i don't know if i explained this already but 
It's like making yourself more unstable. But if you go inward and then go outward, you're more stable. Because you're not relying on the outward world for, your, for what you have. And don't get me wrong, there are always, there are problems with going, uh, there are traps, with, that is, with going inward. Uh, you can go too inward and stuff like this. But, less of a trap and less of a pitfall than there would be if you go outward. And just stay outward and don't go, and don't go inward. And going inwards inwards means in some in many ways to question it doesn't even have to happen with thoughts, but to question your attachments and understandings. And the way you do this is by meditating on them. You look at them and you go, Oh, well, this is, you know, not helping me for this reason or whatever. I mean, don't get me wrong, it will take years to reach a point where you find yourself no longer attached and whatnot. Like, you'll find yourself more tranquil, but that'll take you a year or two, or years, five years, ten years. You know, I started meditating five, six years ago. And really, ultimately, it took me until this year, although it really started happening last year, but this year was really when all of this started happening. And the more you do it, the more it kind of like snowballs. Uh, you can think of it as like a snowball. You know, at first... You, as a snowball, don't have a lot of snow within you yet. and But the more that you, you go downhill, the more that snow collects on the snowball, and the bigger you become, the, vast, the more vast you become. And, you know, that's really what it ultimately is. And this hill is infinite. At first, it feels very much like you're going uphill because it's like a habit you have to build and there's a lot of things you have to undo that are basically fragmentations of yourself. You have to defragment yourself, basically. You know, you ever have, have you ever had um, used windows? Sometimes if you're, sometimes you have to defragment your device to keep it working properly in the same way you have to do the same thing for yourself of course it's a little bit more complex because there's no like button to defragment yourself with if there were if there was a pill to do this you know we could be all enlightened in one instant but there is no such thing yet anyways you know, maybe maybe one day in the future, I can see it happen where when we're born 
and we start developing an ego and it starts to defragment. Somebody gives us a pill and we take it with water or whatever. And then we start fragmenting and then we start becoming integrative inside of ourselves. Inside of ourselves automatically. As a result. You know, this this integration is it's not a one-time thing where you integrate one part of yourself to yourself, in a sense. It's a many-time thing. Because there's many fragments that you've disconnected from yourself. Um... And the reason why you do this is because of fear and because of pain. The the pain of this thing, because you're attached to another thing, made you disconnect from that thing. It, which is what's called the shadow, ultimately. Ultimately, what the shadow is are, are things that you don't like within yourself and others. And so, you... Fragment yourself. And so going inward defragments de this. And sometimes this causes the ego fear because when you start doing this, all of these shadow aspects come up. And so it seems really difficult at first because you're going uphill. Because you've defragmented yourself from all of these parts of yourself. But the more that you do this, the more that you realize, oh, all these things that I didn't like in myself, all these flaws, the reason why they were were so bad isn't because they're bad, is because, well, there's a couple of reasons why. You know, one of them is because they have been fragmented so long, they aren't, they don't. get the love they need in a sense and because they're not connected to the soul they become worse in a sense the more that you, you the more that you fragment yourself the, the the worse you become and yourself by the way isn't just mean that you but that does, that's also true, but also others in the world and the universe. You know, when we're born, for the most part, I mean, we're, we're, we're a little, maybe separate in a, in a body level sense. But we're still very much connected to the all, the one source. Uh, to some extent. And then we disconnect because of ego and because we're said we said somebody said that we're you know david or mommy or daddy or whatever this is mommy this is daddy daddy and this is you and so you started to separate from what you were which causes and nothing nothing really caught nothing really at first because it's not all that severe, but eventually it 
becomes the shadow. And that's why the mind is seeking outward. The mind is seeking outward not because it 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 needs to in a sense it don't it almost need it almost does it because it needs to uh direct you away from the aspects that it has disconnected disconnected itself from and the more that you connect these parts the less the ego does this because the only reason why the ego exists is because of these fragmentations. Ultimately. And the more that you fragment, the, the, the more that you uh, put these parts together again, the less your ego needs things to be a certain way. the less unconscious you are. You know, the, because the problem isn't, the problem is that when you're doing this, when you create these shadow elements that you disconnected from yourself, the problem is that you haven't actually disconnected yourself from these things because you, you can't, technically. More accurately, what you could say is that these parts still exist inside of you, but you have created an invisible line or like a box that you put these parts in. And then you don't think about them. But the problem is that they're still affecting your 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 psyche, your ego. And the reason why the ego is selfish is because of all these these compartmentalized parts of your 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 psyche, your your shadow elements. Ironically, the ego, what the ego is trying to stop, what the ego is trying to undo and get rid of by disconnecting from it, like the shadow elements, was actually the thing that the ego was suffering from. Because you can't disconnect these things completely. They're still a part of you, but you can ignore that they're a part of you and you can almost like pretend in a sense that they're a part of you. It's not really pretending because it's, you know, pretending is usually something that's conscious. Like, let's pretend to be, you know, kings in a castle or whatever, like little kids do. Um, it's more of a, I'm going to shut you out type of thing. But the problem is it's still there. And that's, and what these shadow, shadow elements are doing and what the ego is doing ultimately, because the ego knows unconsciously that this doesn't really get rid of these things that you've disconnected from. And so as a result, the ego becomes the thing that we that spiritual people call the ego, which is all these things, the shelf the selfish things, the 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 mean things, the angry things becomes all these things that it swarms to hate. What you hate me, you become, in a sense. 
what you fear you become in essence too. You know, because what some people try and do is they try and push down emotions and fear. But the more that you do that, the more you become these things. And so you can't really uh, do this for very long without this coming back at you, but it's going to be more unconscious. And so you push it down again and push it down again and push it down and push it down and push it down. And the more that you do that, the more that it becomes unconscious and the more that you have to, when you finally do decide to go inward, the more that you have to um, reconnect all these parts. But the more difficult it is because the more, because they're, a lot of them are very unconscious. And ultimately, when when we do this, when the ego does this, it creates lack in the first place. You know, the, it, you may seem warranted to do this, to disconnect yourself from the things you think are bad or wrong or whatever. But the problem is that these things that you think are wrong or bad when you disconnect them from yourself you create more of the lack inside of your your ego because ultimately when the reason why there's lack there is because there's there's these things that you have to these these holes that these things that were connected to you at one point need to now be filled that's the reason ultimately why there's lack in the first place for the most part, like I don't don't get me wrong, there's there's lack in other ways, like you can starve and stuff like this. But most of lack that we should experience is because of this. For the most part, and it's time to become aware of this. That's a really reason why the inner inner journey is important, isn't and necessary even. You know, I think one 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 day in the future. Maybe a long way away, but one of the signs of growth that are going to be present and going to be sought after is how inward you can go and how much silence you can deal with and how much integration you have done within yourself. Because, you know, many th people think the sign of their, that growth is something that happens outward, like outwardly. You know, that's one, like, Tony Robbins people and stuff like this are doing, like, outward growth. But the problem with this is that all of these problems that people are trying to fix outwardly, like, you know, by trying to get more money or women or whatever, or men, are, or anything at all, could be literally anything outside of yourself, in a, in a way, you know what I mean? Like getting more money or whatever whatever it is are futile they're they're pointless for the most part like don't get me wrong like if you're in a state of poverty yes money is important but beyond a certain level it doesn't really you know help you that much 
you know, once you reach a certain level of, of wealth, I think it's like $60,000 or something, or something like that, you know, the happiness that you gain from getting more money is, I think, I don't remember, I don't remember exactly what the number was, but something like that, 60000 70000 something like that, doesn't really matter, because the happiness meter that increases with money that you get is about the same. It, it, it's flattened. Because ultimately, happiness doesn't come from money. It can help, but it doesn't come from it. It comes from something deep, something deeper. It comes from within. It comes from integrating all these parts of yourself that you have been denying. And when you deny these parts of yourself, when you ignore them and you put them in a box, they they cry out for attention and they create suffering inside of yourself. Ultimately, that's the reason for suffering and selfishness is these, these parts being uh, frag fragmented. So, just because I'm saying that, you know, all these things, all these uh, parts of yourself that you've basically disowned and, you know, stuff like this, is why you create lack and anger and why anger and lack and stuff like this and negative emotions are so strong, doesn't mean that if you completely integrate yourself one day, anger is going to stop. I don't, and, and, and negative emotions will stop, but they will become so uh, they will become way less than they are. Like 99.999% of it will be gone. And the rest is, you know, a bit different. Like, there's more of a There's more going on there than just, you know, uh, fragmented parts of yourself. Or of yourself, but that that might be another episode for way way in the future. <laughs> so, there's many ways of going inward, and there may be some that I'm talk uh, that I'll talk about in other episodes because there's other things that I've learned since then since this episode is now being you know talked about and stuff uh, and one of those things is called there's a couple of different things I I might make just one episode based on just this one understanding these two or three different understandings which is usually what I try and do anyways um I think this episode is almost over, to be honest. There really isn't a whole lot left that needs to be said. Um, the only thing is, is to be careful not to go too deeply inward without going outward. 
And what I mean by going outward is, you know, focusing on the present moment, becoming mindful, you know, engaging with the world if you need to. Um, and there is a bit of a, I think sometimes there's also a bit of a stigma of going inward and also outward, depending on who you are and your personality and stuff. And both are both necessary and, and useful. And the problem is not that the inner journey is better than the outer journey. It's more about balancing the two and learning how to use the inner journey understandings to uh, in the outer world. And it's not always going to compute with everybody, which is why it has to be, you know, something that you see in everybody else and in, in many people. Uh, if you're trying to become a healer or teacher or whatever. And these things, you know, it's not always that easy to tell if you're, um, what's the word? Too inwardly, but there are some ways of knowing, um, when you, there are some ways, there are some signs of sorts to let you know when you're too inward, you know, there's a certain feeling that you get uh, where it feels like your head is in the clouds and it feels very much like your head is almost kind of like foggy in an inwardly sense because you're too inwardly and not enough outwardly. Um, and this kind of creates this problem where you find yourself kind of like doing a couple different things to kind of fix this inwardly because most people are kind of like inwardly or outwardly most people are outwardly to be honest and there's signs of that as well which I've gone into already and they have to do with you know being and somebody selfish and being, you know, the, the critic and all these other things. You can be too outwardly focused and too focused on your particular understandings and stuff. And it, it can help to be this way, but it also causes you problems sometimes if it's imbalanced. Um, which is why it's important when going outwardly to balance it with the inward understandings. If possible. And it's a bit nuanced, but when going inward, you know, when going outward for new information, what most people do, spiritual people, is they, they focus on the intuitions and the inner stuff. But then they go in the outer world, but they don't look to see what is confirmed in the outer world. Um, you know, what confirms their vision, what doesn't. What confirms their so-called truth and what doesn't. It doesn't mean that their truth is wrong. It could mean that their truth is um, partially correct or whatever. And the problem is that, you know, a lot of times when you go too inwardly, you rely too much on these intuitive understandings when and reality especially when dealing with the outer reality 
that might not actually work very well. Um, which is why it's important to have distance in that's an episode I want to be making after this one. So I might make some final thoughts episode uh, on this episode. But until then, this is a deeper perspective. I'll talk to you, talk to you in the next episode.